Welcome to The Breakdown, where we dig deeper into Sunday sermon, talk about life, and encourage you in your walk with Jesus. Hey guys, we're back with another episode of uh, The Breakdown. This week, Nick is back, so we have Yay. Nick back on the podcast. Uh, so it's we're time. we're excited. We missed you. Thank uh, you. We had yeah. some really good fill-ins. Yes, uh, you did. Eric and Brian were fantastic. Top notch. Yeah. So I enjoyed talking with them about the sermon. Um, so this week, we'll do what we do always. We'll break down the sermon. Love it. Let's yeah. do it. Can't wait. Before we do that, let's get to our question of the day, which is, mm-hmm. if you could relive any biblical moment, what would it be? And we're going to specifically give one for the Old Testament and then one for the New Testament. Yeah, so let's so like if I could be there at either one of those, which one would it be? Okay. Or, or, or a what event? Of those. Yeah, yeah, New, yeah. New Testament, Old Testament. Uh, I would say New Testament. And there's so many things you could choose, obviously. Like, I mean, I think about how cool it would be to be at the, the Sermon on the Mount. Oh, yeah. know, to be able to sit and listen to Jesus preach that whole message. But I'm going to choose Transfiguration okay, uh, just because that would have been amazing, uh, right? You know, to have that moment. Like I say, I mean, you could choose a a million different times where you'd be like, I want to be in that moment where Jesus was and and experience that. It would definitely be a moment where Jesus was. Yeah, absolutely. that, That part's easy. I think a really cool moment to experience in the Old Testament would be the moment that the dove returned to the ark with the, you know, greenery in its yeah, mouth. Yeah. That would be a really cool moment. Now, you know, having lived on the boat for a long time, you know, waiting for the waters to recede, not so much. But that moment, <laughs> just that particular just moment, <laughs> that particular moment would be really cool uh, to be reminded of God's faithfulness and uh, all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, that's just, mine. just kind of thinking of what was going through Noah's mind. He's like, all right, man, now we got a, yeah, it's like a, a, a new Eden. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Um, for me, I'll start out with the old Testament. Cause I think that one's easy for me. And, and for me, it would be the creation story. Mm-hmm. I, I would love that. That's probably one of my favorite parts of scripture. Um, and I would just like to see God create things in a functional way that is going to eventually allow for our humanity to live. Mm. I think that would be cool to see his handiwork, to hear his 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 voice, and to see things go from one extreme to the other. Sure. That would be pretty cool for me. Um, I don't know how that would work because, you know, in the beginning there was nothing. So I don't know if I'd just be floating there. You know, just hanging out with the Holy Spirit, but uh, that's semantics. That's yeah, that's yeah. what I would pick with the Old Testament. Um, for the New Testament, um, I would have I would like to experience what John experienced when he sees the vision about Revelation. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. trying to uh, being able to be in his shoes and see that, I think it would be pretty trippy. Uh, yeah, yeah, like. To see everything come into a culmination in the second coming of Christ. Um, I can't imagine the time that he had explaining what he saw. Yeah, well, we see that in Revelation. Don't <laughs> yeah. Him trying to, to describe uh, how do you describe these otherworldly things that you've experienced in verbiage that uh, doesn't really exist no. for what you're trying to describe. You yeah, know? I imagine myself going to write 
and looking at the computer screen and just seeing the cursor blink because I would not know how to explain everything that I just saw. Uh, but I think that would be a pretty cool experience. Very cool. Uh, yeah. So let's get into the sermon. We started a new sermon series. Yes, we did. And so kind of explain to people what's going on with this sermon series. Sure. So, you know, the heart of this series really follows the heart of the last series uh, where we got into the parables of Jesus focusing on his message. You know, that at the root of that series was what was Jesus's message? Like, what did he want to, want to convey to us as his people? And at the heart of this series of messages is what is what is ultimately Jesus's heart, right? So the message and then his heart is on display in this series because it is about the miracles of Jesus. Why? What's the, what's the heart behind the miracles themselves? What do they mean? Why did they matter? Why did Jesus even do them? Because, as I said Sunday, he could have just come and saved us from our sins. Like he could have just dealt with that kind of cosmic equation problem we had, you know, yeah. of our sin was leading us to death. And he could have dealt with that and then just been done with it uh, by dying on the cross for our sins. But instead, he performs these miracles that meet physical needs of people, but also, as I talked about Sunday, display his power yeah. and authenticate who he is. So they, you know, I talked about kind of that threefold purpose of miracles. And I think those are really the three things that are at the heart of it. So, yeah, this is all about his heart. The previous series was all about his message. Perfect. And then this week um, we looked at the miracle of um, a man who was paralyzed and uh, and was brought by his friends to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so kind of give us uh, an overview of uh, the scripture that you talked about. It was in Luke 5, yep. verses 17 through 26. Yeah, so Luke 5, you know, Jesus is, uh, the, these friends bring their friend to Jesus in a home where Jesus is teaching. He's kind of set up camp and he's teaching there. And it's so crowded that people can't, you know, they can't, these friends can't get their friend to Jesus. So to do that, he, they take him up on the roof and dig a hole through this, you know, kind of clay um, waddle and daub or whatever that stuff is called. You know, it's a mixture of straw and, uh, and clay yeah. digging through that into the into the, the ceiling and lowering their friend down. I talked a little bit about, you know, roofs in the near Middle East uh, in that time period being flat and having access to the roof because it was cooler at night. Yeah. Your houses were small. Uh, you could actually get up there and breathe. It's one of the reasons why, and this is a, just an interesting aside, the, you know, in that day and age, people had a really good understanding of the stars. Hmm. They they had knew the stars. They knew the solar system in a lot of ways that we don't really know much, you know, about. In our yeah, we don't get day. to experience Yeah, we that. don't experience yeah, as much. Yeah. But for them, many of them, you know, that, that was their midnight that was their go to bed story yeah. was like watching the stars, looking at the stars, seeing what these constellations looked like, you know, the shapes and the sizes and all this kind of stuff. They'd see it every night yeah. for many of them because yeah. they'd fall asleep on the roofs. I got to experience that when we went to India. I mean, every night we would hang out on people's roof mm -hmm. and we would talk and it was cool up there because it was super hot. You didn't have any yeah, AC or, you know, yeah, because it, it, it trapped heat pretty easy. But yeah, it was normal for us to go up there and hang out till all hours of the night. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. 
yeah, so that's really at the heart of this, of course. And they bring their friend who had, you know, been uh, who did not have use of their legs, right? Mm. And then brought him in, and and Jesus you know, has mercy on him and heals him. And you've got the Pharisees standing outside, kind of seeing what's happening here, and basically saying, you know, by whose authority are you doing this? And Jesus shows them by whose authority he's doing yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> they don't like they don't like when he does that. Um, no. And I think it's interesting in this story, um, specifically verse um, verse 20, and we'll, we'll get into this. It says, when Jesus saw their faith, including the friends that brought the guy, man, I hope that my friends would do that. Right. You know, I, those are good friends. Uh, and Soul Care last night, we talked about, you know, surrounding yourself with with people like this that would bring bring you closer to Jesus. And he doesn't he doesn't heal the guy right right then and there like the first thing he says is friend mm -hmm. your sins are forgiven yeah and so he, he deals yeah he deals with mm -hmm. you know what's what's the bigger problem here is it that you physically can't walk or that you know you are separated from god yeah, you need to deal with your sin first you just mentioned soul care and for people that have no idea what that is our elders and deacons um, come together once a month and pray together care for one another um, share things that are going on in our lives, break out into kind of smaller groups and try to create brotherhood amongst us. And I was really moved in my little small group last night with those guys of just some of the stories that were shared, some of the intimacy that was shared. Uh, I just think the value of that is so powerful. Hmm. And the whole point of what you were bringing up that, that made me think of that is that, you know, when we really care about one another, when we really care about what our brother or sister in Christ needs, we'll do whatever it takes to help them find the help they need. Yeah. And that's the message behind the story. And what you just pointed out, the faith of the friends is a motivating factor for Jesus to perform this miracle. And I think that's a reminder to us about the value of us being a friend to people that need to know the Lord. Yeah, You know, man, hey, Jesus is going to bless that. Absolutely. And, you know, we don't understand all the the ins and the outs of that and the mm -hmm. details and all that. I mean, I don't think we need to. Yeah. We just need to know that Jesus sees that. You know, when you guys are out there advocating for your friend in prayer, when you're lifting them up to God, when you know they're far from God, but you're praying to God, God, have mercy on them. Pray, you know, bless them, draw them closer to you, help them find you. That stuff matters. And I think this story illustrates that. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. My thoughts. And, th and that kind of leads us to the two points that, that you made in your sermon was was first off, healing has to happen for us. Yeah. And, and and that and if you even look at the friends, of course, they could walk. I mean, <laughs> we know that they climbed the, the yeah. roof and, and lower them down. But healing has to take place with us before we can help others to Christ. Mm. Um, it would almost be counterintuitive if, you know, I'm not a Christian and I'm trying to bring other people to Christ. Um, but I think you use a perfect analogy when you talked about um, when the airplane loses cabin pressure. What's the first thing that that the stewardess tells you to do is to grab your own oxygen mask and put it on yourself because you're useless if you pass out and or die. Mm -hmm. You cannot help others. And the whole time that you were you were talking about that, um, I, I was thinking spiritually, you know, before we know Christ, we're dead in our sins. Mm -hmm. How can how can the dead help the dead? Mm. You know, it's it's counterintuitive. We have no life within us to be able to move people closer to 
to Christ. That's right. And so we really have to deal and really lean into Jesus and, and have him do what he did to this man first and forgive us of our sins. So that way we can go on and do the same, bringing people to Jesus so that they may be forgiven. It's, That's it. It's a really cool uh, process. And, and I, I really like that that you pointed that out that that out because I think for us as Christians, healing happens whenever we come to Christ that first time, but it's an ongoing thing. Mm. And so we don't have to be perfect, but we still have to be in a place where we have been healed. We have experienced the love of Christ. That way we can share it with others. Yeah, we're in the midst, you know, for Christians, we're we're in the midst of that active healing as a process every day. And if we aren't, then we're not going to be in a place where we're going to be able to share it with other people. Mm. And the truth of the matter is, let's get really real for a minute. Some days we got it and some days we don't. Yeah. Right. You know, some days we have that like, all right, man, I'm ready to I'm rip raring and ready to go. And I I can't wait to share with my friend or I can't wait to love the people in my life. Well, I can't wait to to shine the light of Christ and put on the full armor of God and be a city set on a hill. And then we have days where we're like, man, I can just get out of bed. I like that's what I got in me. Yeah. And that's just that's the truth. And so I think, you know, giving ourselves some grace is important. And at the same time, pushing ourselves to grow and recognizing that if we really want to be the kind of friends that dig the hole in the roof and lower our friends down because we care about their eternal salvation, then we're going to have to do the internal work on ourselves to be able to have the energy, passion, you know, want to, to do that for them. Yeah, it's really simple as that. Absolutely. And and I think about um, this paralyzed guy's friends they must have put in some kind of work to to get him there. I mean, you don't just bring a stranger to meet Jesus, you know. No. This is this is a relationship that was probably built over time. I mean, I don't we don't really know what this guy's uh, friends were like if he lived with them or if they were taking care of them or whatnot. But they sacrificed a lot to bring him to Jesus. I'm sure they had jobs. I'm sure they had, you know, people were looking at them like they were crazy bringing this guy that um is probably seen as as you know, the lowest of the low. Mm-hmm. And so they sacrifice, but they still have faith that Jesus can heal them. And I, I think I think that's so cool mm-hmm. that they, they sacrifice that. But the second point you made is, is we have to realize that Jesus has healing, not only for us, but for our friends. Um, Jesus makes it clear that most the most important thing he's doing here is forgiving this guy's sins. And he, he says it, um, and we know it's the most important part because that's what the Pharisees, they seem to to focus in on. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus is like, well, guess what, guys? Mm-hmm. I am, that's you right. know? And, and I think that, that <clears throat> once we experience that healing, that's that's almost our next step. You know, we've experienced it, and so we want to experience want others to experience that same thing. Sure. Yeah, we got to deal with the heart issues above all. And, you know, that's why Christian charity is a great thing, you know, serving in soup kitchens and um, getting, you know, canned food drives and, uh, you know, sending a team of, of students to New Orleans like our church is about to next Sunday. All that stuff is great and has meaning and purpose and value. But if we never get to that place where 
the gospel comes up front, if we never get to that place of actually sharing the spiritual side of things and we think, okay, yeah, but I did really good things for people. You know, that's all well and good, but it has to be coming to a place of message. Hmm. And I want to be sure everybody hears me saying that there's such value in that willingness to serve and short-term missions and, you know, uh, local missions and things that we do that uh, impact community. But all of those things for the Christian, in my opinion, are ultimately tools for the gospel. Absolutely, They're just there to open doors. And at the same time, meet physical needs because Jesus did, right? He, he didn't just say, I'm, you know, your sins are forgiven now. Hey, good luck with all this physical (laughs) stuff till you die and get to go to heaven. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, he didn't do that. He he dealt with the physical side too, which just shows, I mean, honestly, it just shows Jesus cares. And that's, that's his heart, right? That's Mm -hmm. why we explored this particular, um, you know, miracle. And so why, why I've chosen some of the other ones I've chosen in this series is because I believe they show different aspects of Jesus's heart for his people. So we'll, we'll get into the rest of those as we go. Yeah. I I was kind of prepping for, um, I I get the opportunity to preach at the end of the month and Mm -hmm. I was prepping for, for mine. And man, I I was blown away with some of the stuff I was studying that Jesus shows love in this story of Lazarus's death. And and it's I left you one of the best ones, man. You left me one of the best ones, and, and you did. And I I really enjoyed seeing that yesterday, um, because it's hard to see um, the love in that one. At least at least at least for me, you know, whenever you glance over it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for that. And, and you, you did. You mentioned that that we have to as Christians. It's awesome to meet people's physical needs, and that's great. Jesus did that, but at the same time, Jesus. Jesus knew what was important. If he would have just healed this man physically, then then what good was it? That's you know, right. he he gets to live on this earth uh, uh, a healthy life, um, but he says, "Hey, your your sins are forgiven." He's brought into that relationship. Yeah, both pieces Jesus. matter, and mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, right? yeah, like you know, we can we can walk and chew gum at the same time, right? Yeah. So could Jesus. Yeah, you know, he could he could manage both sides of this. And show that both sides have value. It's really as simple as that. Now, the spiritual has more value, but they both matter. Yeah. So. And this Sunday, we're doing um, uh, Servapalooza, where we have the mm-hmm. opportunity to sign up to use our gifts to serve um, here at church. And um, I, I know uh, some people will maybe push back on that. Well, you know, I volunteer, I serve at church. You don't really have to. But one thing that I'd like to, to say towards that, because I think it deals with this, is mm-hmm. we get to come along other uh, alongside other brothers and sisters in Christ and encourage them and, re- and remind them why we are serving. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not just watching people's kids in the nursery um, just to watch people's kids in the nursery. We're, we're watching people's kids so that way we could disciple them, that way we can point them towards Christ. Yeah, we may be meeting the needs of, you know, cleaning the church, but why are we cleaning the church? To to prepare, to to make the least amount of distractions for people to come to know Jesus. And that's right. that's why we serve in, in the church. That's why, you know, we're doing something on Sunday to really point people towards that. Yeah. Why do we have a physical building at all? You know, we can just meet out in the field. Yeah. Well, you know, there's reason for that, right? We have the space to gather where there's a level of receptiveness and people have having a reasonable amount of comfort uh, to be able to come together and prepare their hearts to absorb the word of God and to worship God. And all of that has value. Yeah. So. 
We try to do everything to, to not distract people and to, to focus people on the one true reason they're here. And that's that's to worship God. Yeah. Why are we going through a worship center revamp? Kind of the same idea, yeah. right? We want to break down as many barriers, prepare ourselves and set ourselves up for as much success as we can in reaching a community, some of whom have not been reached and don't know Jesus at all and do care about some of these physical things that we yeah. might think, well, hey, you know, you shouldn't care about that. It's just about gathering to worship Jesus. And, you know, we know that as believers. We know that as mature Christians. Yeah. But we're not just trying to reach. As a matter of fact, we're really not trying to reach mature Christians. They're welcome here. Yeah. They are welcome to be with us. Uh, but, you know, I've always said, like, look, we don't, we're not in the sheep stealing business. We don't want to take people from other churches. Uh, really, our goal is to see new people become believers, and you're meeting them where they are. Yeah. And, you know, in some places and in some contexts, they are going to see things through a worldly mindset because they're worldly. It's why they need, what do you Christ, expect? Why they need Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we're not afraid to have, uh, you know, good lighting and good sound and uh, a facility that looks nice and some of these things that that quite honestly might be uh, in what the church world calls attractional, right? There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's just not our main focus. It is a part of what we're doing. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, I digress, but I think it's important to yeah. kind of help people that uh, that care enough to actually listen to a podcast. <laughs> they might actually uh, yeah. want to hear some of the why behind some of those things. So. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah, but I, I think that kind of wraps up um, the sermon. Do you have anything else uh, that you'd like to add? Um, this particular one. I mean, it was short, sweet, and to the point. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, no, it, it that's, was... that was kind of the goal is, uh, you know, let's just get to the meat of this and, and help us find the application. The application, of course, is that uh, if we've been changed, we're going to want to see our friends be changed and we're going to be willing to share. Uh, we want that healing to come, you know, not just for us, uh, but the people around us that need it so much. And you know, that, that, that's at the heart of it. So I hope uh, I hope that landed and, and hope that that will be something we carry with us this week. Absolutely. So here's the question as we wrap up. What are you looking forward to? I'm going to take yours. Well, I might not be taking yours. Mine is VBX. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah mine's VBX. <laughs> VBX starts tomorrow night. We call it VBX because it's VBS to the extreme. Uh, it is uh, every Wednesday night this month now. So uh, jumping into that tomorrow, I just love the energy of the families and the kids that come together for that, to get to watch those kids. And um, I mean, my family will be here. We'll be here serving uh, just to get to see the kids and see them running around, having fun, uh, listening to the Bible stories, yeah. growing from those things. Like I, it's just one of the most beautiful things the church does, you know, and, and I get excited about it. So pray for Christy because she's she's falling apart at the scene right now. <laughs> she's running get, around. <laughs> yeah, trying to get all these things taken care of and uh, manage all of this process. But uh, as always, she'll do a bang up job and, and our team and volunteers will come together. Uh, but yeah, VBX is going to be great. God's going to move. And, and I'm believing that we're going to see some kids come to Christ uh, as a part of this, which is the, the best thing we get to yeah, do. Yeah, so. absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I would have said the same. Um, yep. But I know, I told you um, <laughs> as a side note to that, man, I, I'm looking forward to what we have planned and um, kind of promoting VBS uh, with this idea. I don't want to give it away too much, but the videos we're recording. Yeah have been really fun. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've got to uh, check a thing off my bucket list 
and become Batman. Oh, so, nice. you know, yeah. you, you, uh-huh. who who can argue with that? You know, Beautiful. it's it's pretty fun. So, yeah, I love VBX, too. It's VBS has been a super um, important thing in my life Oh yeah, uh, from a little kid to, you know, being adult now. Um, but I'm really excited for Sunday mm-hmm. um, because last Sunday was our first Sunday in um, the Family Life Center and worshiping in there. And man, there was an energy yep. that that was was there. And I'm excited for that to continue over the summer. I know that us being over there can be an inconvenience mm-hmm. uh, at some t- at some points. But man, I, I loved I loved seeing everybody Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to that same thing this Sunday. Um, we had a couple of new families that visited this Sunday. And so those things kind of give me energy to continue to do kind of what you said in the sermon is to to bring healing to our friends. And so, man, I'm excited to to be a part of worship again um, this next Sunday. Yeah, me too. That was a, as you said, the energy was great. It was just really palpable, you know, the, uh, just the excitement level of, of people, you know, and I think the newness of a thing is, it just helps you like, oh, we're in this new space. And, uh, it's fun to see our church rally, right. You know, like, Hey, okay, let's go, let's make it work. Let's do it. Uh, that is such an encouragement to me as a pastor to say, boy, what, what a beautiful thing when the church just says, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make it work in this space. And, and thankfully it's a great space. I mean, you know, it, uh, we, we, uh, we are very, very blessed. And, um, big part of our vision, as I know, you know, is, uh, really capitalizing on what God has given us here with our facilities and maximizing their use for the kingdom. And this is a way, you know, we've been able to do that. One more way we've put the Family Life Center to work yeah, because uh, it's one of those spaces that gets used really all week uh, in a variety of ways. So cool to use it on Sunday in such a dynamic way as well. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing you guys Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Breakdown. We'll see you next week. See you then.